You're listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank. Coming up, the latest in sports betting from KC Sports Network, featuring Benny and the Bets, hosted by local media personality and betting aficionado, Benny Heisler. Let's get to the show. What's good, everybody? Welcome in to Benny and the Bets. Ben Heisler here. We'll be joined by the Chalk C coming up uh, in just a second. You can see his mug on the screen. Very excited to talk to Vic for a wide variety of reasons, but I should mention that we are, of course, presented by PXG. If you've not had an opportunity to get fitted at the PXG store right here in Kansas City, make sure you check them out. They're located at 7517 West 119th Street. I had the opportunity to get fitted, and I just found out that Vic, who is the head of sports betting content over at Fox Sports and a great friend of the industry, uh, recently got fitted for a driver as well. So now now you're sporting the Gen 6 as well, Vic. I am. Thank you for having me on. And I, I'm rocking a PXT driver for sure, man. I'm excited to hopefully improve my game a little bit. Well, listen, I, anytime you, you hit on an 80 to 1, uh, that, that makes that decision just uh, a, a little bit easier to, to go ahead and, and upgrade your driver. What I, I've hit on an 80 to 1 before a couple of years ago with Luke List. There's something about it with golf where you, you take a handful of those guys anywhere in that 50 to 1, 75, 100 to 1 range for these types of tournaments, right? Like majors, it's fun because the odds get uh, exponentially higher because everyone's always going for the favorites. But when you hit on something like that, what what was leading you towards Glover? Uh, what were the numbers saying, at least for you, or were you following anything sharp? Yeah, man, I, I can't lie. It was probably the best hit of my life. And so... I love betting on golf, man, for the reasons you said, but it's fun. Every week I take five or six guys. And honestly, my formula is not rocket science. I I love Rick Run. I don't know if you know Rick's great golf diet is awesome guy. I love his database. So the Rick Run good. I subscribe to his metrics. So check out the database. I look at guys who have good course history and just have kind of, you know, done well there in the past and who are coming in with good form. And that's pretty much what I look at every single week take five or six guys every week. I love throwing some pizza money on like three long shots for the reasons you said. And honestly, I, what I love about golf is just Sunday. If any of those guys are in the mix, it's nice to be able to hedge out a little bit and at least make your money back. Right. And so it's been fun for me. I've been doing that really, really hardcore since COVID. I think that's when I started playing. My buddies got into it. And then it's great on Sundays because my wife knows I work on Sundays because of football. And so uh, when football is not on, so, you know, Sundays I'm usually getting out there in the mornings to play some golf and come home and hopefully ride some of these bets home. So I've been loving it, man. But yeah, that's kind of what I look at every single week. I have a handful of guys I'm, I'm riding with this weekend too. All right. Well, I mean, don't, uh, don't, don't spoil the tea. Is there anything that you can reveal uh, ahead of anything that might be coming out on Fox or anything that you're going to be tweeting out? Like, wh- who are you looking at for this week? Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. And every Wednesday on FoxSports.com, I post my golf picks. And so if anybody wants some insights, check that out. I mean, for this week, I'm looking at Ricky Fowler, Sam Burns, Matt Fitzpatrick. Those are three guys I have circled right now. And so I'll probably try to find some longer shots tomorrow, which will be up on the website. So, yeah, thanks for uh, teeing me up there, man. I appreciate it. There we got the uh, the FedEx St. Jude uh, coming up this week over at TPC Southwind. Um, and then we're starting to get uh, really close into uh, FedEx Cup. 
opportunities as well. Is that uh, how's that been from a handicapping perspective for you? Have you enjoyed that type of run, especially when the field starts to get a little bit shorter? Or does that kind of take away from some of those opportunities to, to nail some long shots as well? It does. I'm a big long shot guy, so it does take away, right? But again, if there's a tournament on, I'm betting on it. And so uh got to keep the wave rolling a little bit. But yeah, I kind of like the more traditional events, cut events, and that way we can play some long shots, have some fun, stay addicted throughout Sunday, and then hope some, you know, hope a couple guys are in the mix so that we can make some big money. All right. So there's plenty that I want to dive into with you over the course of today's show. Obviously, we've got our connection to Chicago. There was a story that actually came out at Fox Sports today uh, that you guys put together about the the most bet MVP option, um, which excited me a little bit. But then I recognized that something might be a little bit off. So I'm excited to talk to you about that. Um, we got some some crazy baseball futures heading into the stretch of the season. Um, but I, I do want to start NFL with you, Vic, because here in Kansas City, it's obviously an exciting time, and, and rightfully so, coming off of the Super Bowl championship, uh, third Super Bowl appearance now for Mahomes, going off of the second MVP. I, I think what's interesting about the Kansas City market is that if you look right now at the Chiefs when it comes to their futures, they're right at the top of the list, plus 600 over a DraftKings Sportsbook to win the Super Bowl. Uh, Mahomes is right near the top of the list for, for MVP as well. Let's start with the team futures and their 11 and a half wins. We talked about this a couple weeks ago where Kansas City is going to be heavily juiced to the over. Mahomes in every season has cleared that mark. But at some point, do you look at them and say, okay, Denver has a real ass head coach now. That's going to make a difference. The Chargers have a real offense now. Justin Herbert's likely to be healthy. That should make a difference. Las Vegas, you got to toss them off to the side regardless of whether Jimmy G and Josh McDaniels are reunited and feel so good. At some point, even with the talent on Kansas City, at one point do we have to say to ourselves, regression, because it's the NFL, is going to to come into play? Or do you just say, until the Chiefs prove me wrong, I kind of have to go over on this 11 and a half, regardless of the juice? Yeah, I mean, I can't lie, dude. I bet against the Chiefs a lot the last couple of years and lost because I, I was thinking exactly the things that you said. And again, the number to me is pretty on point. I will say they were eight and three last year on one score games, right? So to your point, that should kind of come down. The division got tougher. Like you said, I do think the Broncos are going to be better and the Chargers should be a lot better this year. So again, they've also been pretty, I mean, you live there and you know this, but they've been pretty lucky when it comes to the injury bug, right? Just overall, when it comes to their studs. And so you know, that, the one score games kind of things, I do think will, they should regress this year. And I have them at about 11 wins. So to me, it's not really worth, I'm just scarred from betting against them that it's not really worth betting on that number for me. So I'll be passing on that for sure. I mean, there are a couple of things, like you said, I'm more of a long shot guy. Like to me, the odds are just too short for to bet them to win the Super Bowl or bet on Mahomes to win MVP, right? So looking at the Chiefs, like where can I, have some fun, bet on them. If they have a successful season, maybe make some big money. And, you know, there's there's some odds out there right now where you can get Chris Jones to win Defensive Player of the Year for plus 3,000. And so usually usually it's pass rushers that, that win that award, right? And he had a monster sack season last year. And, again, if he can have a really, really big impact on the defense this year, which 
reportedly, right? I'm not into as close as you guys are, but things are looking good. The defense looks better. Everything coming out of camp looks good. And if he has another monster sack season or leads the league in sacks and they do their thing and, you know, win the division, are, are the best team in football, I can see plus 3,000 shortening super big time as the season progresses, right? So that's a number I like. And again, Mahomes is the man, man. And as a Bears fan, you know how how much this hurts when every Mahomes conversation comes comes on and watching him in that quarterback show. It's like the guy is amazing, right? You know, that's the kind of guy that you want to have as your quarterback. And so to me, maybe his overpassing yards, that was a number that I was looking at, which I thought was pretty reasonable. It was like 4,675 yards, I believe. On a couple of sites, I know BetMGM had it. I know Fan- FanDuel had it earlier this season. But basically, he's had more than that in four out of the, the five seasons as a starter, right? So they, those are a couple of different ways that I'm looking to potentially play the Chiefs. I haven't made any of those bets yet. But, you know, since we were having this combo today, I was just digging into the odds. And that's what stuck out to me a little bit. Yeah, and, and that's a number, by the way, from Mahomes that you're going to want to shop around on. Um, the lowest that I'm seeing, if you're looking for that over is 46.50 and a half. Um, that one, I, I'm, I'm trying to find where that is, but I've also seen it as high as 4,800 and a half as well. So, um, I don't know if that's necessarily, you know, too much of a difference when it comes to passing yards where you'd want a middle. Usually I'll, I'll try to find something like that when it comes to receiving yards or, or maybe even rushing yards to that aspect. But, um, always an, another indication of where you want to shop around that's a really interesting point. Like to the Kansas City Chiefs, you can bet against them, but it's almost better to do it on a game by game level. So over the last two years, they have not been particularly good at covering the spread. Kansas City, for as good of a team as they've been over the last two years, are 18, 21, and one against the number. And in last year in particular, um, they were one of the worst teams in the NFL at covering the number. Kansas City finished in the bottom eight. They were 8-11-1 against the spread, uh, only hitting on 42% of their games. Um, they, You mentioned the, the one-score game. Like At some point, either that regresses to the point where those games end up becoming losses, or then they take over. The talent continues to rise up, and they just start beating the hell out of those teams and not letting them hang around and around again. So... The, the way I think you kind of have to attack Kansas City is because they're favorites in every game for all the early releases this year, it, there's going to be plenty of opportunities to fade them on a game-by-game level. Like the, the week three look headline, you brought up the Bears. Uh, Kansas City's a 10-point favorite at home. The week after that is the Sunday night game in the Meadowlands against Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Like To me, that's going to be a very ideal time to fade Kansas City as a double-digit favorite at home likely sleepwalking through that game, not putting anything on tape, knowing that the game that they have the following week, they're only a one-point grant. And we're talking about a Chiefs team that always seems to get up, especially for those types of games. Yeah, I love that, man. And those are the situational spots that I look for every week, right, when we're playing. And so that's a great call-out, man. And I think that's a number that if the Bears do beat Green Bay in week one, who knows? That hasn't happened a lot in my lifetime. And so if it happens, that number might come down. So if you can grab 10 right now in that spot that you said, that's a great way to, you know, bet against them in certain certain spots for sure. 
Let's stay with the AFC West for a second because you mentioned that you expect Denver to be improved and you expect the Chargers to be improved. Um, you know, Denver, a couple days ago, was still as high as, I think, plus 700 to win the division. That number's gone down just a tad to plus 600. I've seen a couple other guys uh, give out that line. I, it, I think it all comes down to whether or not you buy Russell Wilson being cooked or not because the clear example that you can point to is when Trevor Lawrence had Doug Peterson last year, it took him a while to finally get settled, but then Jacksonville played like one of the best teams in the NFL in the second half. I don't know whether or not that'll be the case for Denver, but I do know that having an adult in the room, especially one that was willing to call out the buffoonery of Nathaniel Hackett from a season ago, there's going to be a noticeable difference. It's just whether or not you buy into Russell Wilson being that guy. Is that part of your rationale behind thinking that Denver is going to get to a better place this year? And and how high are you on them relative to the rest of that division? Yeah, it is, man. I mean, Sean Payne will be like night and day. And I do think coaching matters, especially when you have a good quarterback, which I still think Russell Wilson is, man. They have some talent on that offense. I think he's going to have a better year just physically. I, he's probably banged up, man. And he's went through a lot of you know big injuries. I think that finger injury is worse than a lot of people understand. I had a friend that had that mallet finger. And so like when it happened, I actually knew about it from basketball and it was just hanging there. I had a buddy there um, that went through it and I remember him having the surgery, doing PT, going through it. And it took like a full year almost to like really, you don't really get that feeling back in the finger, which is crazy, but you get used to it if that makes sense, right? And so- you know, I think that's going to help. Having Sean Payton's going to help. They were four and nine last year in one score games as well. And so I see that number changing a little bit. And again, if Kansas City does regress a little bit and everything that we talked about hits for the Broncos, I can see them potentially having a big season. And again, I love just backing teams with good court, veteran quarterbacks, good veteran coaches that are offensive minded and that have talent on that side of the football, and they have all of those things. So that's one of the biggest reasons I'm a little high on the Broncos this year compared to, you know, some other people are not, which is, which is fine, but that's kind of my rationale behind it. Yeah, if you're looking at Russell Wilson, by the way, if you think that he's going to pass the ball in a much more efficient system, like if you believe that Sean Payton is going to run an offense for him that allows him to move out of the pocket, have a little bit more time to throw, because one of his issues last year was hanging onto the football at, at uh, way too many sacks that caused a lot of those injuries for Russ that he was playing through as well. Uh, the number's pretty low for you know Russell Wilson, given the amount of times that we're used to seeing him throw the deep ball, uh, consistently be involved in that offense, and you're still not quite sure uh, just how that running game is going to is really going to situate for itself. Thirty six twenty five is what I'm seeing for uh, overall passing yards for Russ, and if you think Russ is going to get back to performing like the Russell Wilson he's capable of. Um, that that might be an overplay that you want to consider as well. Plenty more NFL conversation. We still got to talk about some of the MVP race, uh, including uh, a fascinating nugget um, that Vic and his team came up with and was able to find uh, from the MVP market. We'll get to that coming up on the other side, plus some other notes around the NFL as we get ready for the start of football season. We are hanging out with my guy, Vic Choksi, right here on Benny and the Best, presented by PXG. Stay with us. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network.
What's good, everybody? It is Ben Heisler from Benny and the Bets here on KCSN. And if you are ready to go the distance and improve your golf game like I am in the process of doing, I want you to head on over to PXG right here in Kansas City and take the PXG Gen 6 Driver Challenge. They are confident in the Gen 6 that they're putting their money where their mouth is. If their Gen 6 driver does not deliver more distance, more carry and roll, higher dispersion compared to your current driver when you go in for a fitting, they got you covered with a $100 MasterCard reward card. That's it. Go in for a driver fitting. See if your driver is up to their driver. And if it is, you get a $100 MasterCard reward card in the process. This is an unbelievable opportunity to upgrade your game with a custom fit PXG fitting. I've had it at the Kansas City store with Alex. It was one of the great experiences I've had in a golf fitting period. So take the PXG Gen 6 driver all throughout the month of August and get ready to hit those fairways with confidence. So visit your local Kansas City store or head on over to pxg.com for all the terms and conditions. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. All right, Vic, I want to talk to you continues. Uh, I want to talk, continue to talk to you, I should say. Um, as I as I pull a, a Yoda in, in coming back from break here, uh, talk to you, Michelle. Um, you, you mentioned the Chargers as well. Um, how big of an impact does Kellen Moore coming in make for Justin Herbert, the efficiency of that offense? And is it at a point where defensively, you know, we know what, what, what they're capable of, but they've never been able to stay healthy uh, when I guess when you're cross-examining both the Chargers and Denver together, like who of those two teams would you probably consider to be the biggest threat should Kansas City experience some regression, some injuries, to maybe even sneak up in that division? Yeah, I love the Chargers, man. Like They're just fun to watch. I love Justin Herbert. As you said, they've dealt with some serious injuries. I'm hoping that they can literally, this can be the year that they just stay together. But again, speaking of night and day, man, Kellen Moore, with Herbert is going to be amazing to watch. I think he's going to really make him just step up to the next level, be more efficient. Like you said, that offense is going to be fun to watch and they're really going to go for big explosive plays, which will be just, you know, when we're looking at over props week to week, some futures markets, that's an area that I would love to kind of take advantage of. And and I know the numbers are kind of accounting for more to get there, but you know, they added Quinton Johnson, who I think is going to be a beast as well. And so we did a fun story at Fox Sports just looking at him and how he's been, you know, lighting stuff up and he's going to change that offense completely. So they have so many weapons, so many playmakers, an amazing young quarterback and an amazing offensive coordinator that I think fits perfectly with everything that they do that, you know, I, I really love that team. I see them making the playoffs. I see them making a deep run. But again, with them, it's always going to come down to health more than anything. And so that's kind of the biggest X factor there with the Chargers. You mentioned that you're a fan of the long shots. So I was curious to get your take on some of the other divisions. So if we're going around, starting the AFC, uh, teams kind of hanging on from the back. You have the Bills, the favorites in the AFC East, and the Jets, Miami 3-1, to one, and then the Patriots all the way to 8-1. to one. AFC North, fascinating division. All teams are at plus odds. With the Bengals leading the way, followed by Baltimore, Cleveland, and then the Steelers at plus 450. The South, you have the Jags at minus 155, and then just a whole lot of bad after that with Tennessee, the Colts, and then Houston coming out at plus 350, plus 600, and plus 800. 
Uh, and then we talked about the West. So let, let's continue on with the AFC and then we'll make our way to the NFC. Are there any teams sort of hanging out in the back, uh, not necessarily in that conversation amongst the favorites that you say to yourself, okay, this has a, this is a team that has the ability to, to sneak up, maybe win a division, uh, maybe even get themselves into legitimate playoff contention this year that, that nobody's really talking about or considering. Yeah, I like the Cleveland Browns, man. I think out of kind of that next tier of sleeper teams that can make a jump this year, and it'll all come down to their quarterback, man. Deshaun Watson, who obviously has gone through a lot, and, you know, we'll leave it at that over the last couple of years. But basically, if he can get back to being Deshaun Watson of old, I think the Browns have a very good all-around team, man. Their defense is going to be stacked. They have a great running game. They, they have all the pieces to be able to make that leap this year, and and I think you're getting some value in that number as well. Plus 380 right now is what I'm seeing them over at DraftKings. Again, if you, you shop the line, you might be able to find something a little bit different. Cleveland's a really interesting case. I, I think in the case of Watson, you're right. It's going to be just where he is relative to what we've seen over the last couple of years. I, I think perception on Watson's ability is that we we just don't, don't really know what it is at this point. But the the receiving options are there. I will tell you this. Um, one source that I talked to um, that's uh, heavily invested, I should say, in both the, the fantasy space as well as the, the betting space, uh, sent me some of his projections uh, the other day. Um, I talked about one of them on the show with Sky Moore in Kansas City, that the number on Sky at 575.5 too low. Um, we talked about it a little bit further, given how much Kansas City uses receivers in the slot, how they led the NFL by a wide number um, in yards caught out of the slot last year. And Moore's going to take up a bunch of those opportunities. But he said, arguably, the guy that he believes Vegas has the wrong line on is Elijah Moore, who got traded from the Jets over to Cleveland. The, the number on Elijah Moore right now is sitting around 550 and a half. His projections, Vic are upwards of 900 receiving yards this year. I I could see a scenario in which Elijah Moore is used in that Will Fuller role that we became yeah. accustomed to in Houston for so long, just beating guys distantly downfield and just racking you up yards. And if he can stay healthy, I think he clears 550 relatively easily. That's probably one of the numbers and one of the bets that I'm most heavily invested on from a player props perspective for the entire season. So I like your play on Cleveland quite a bit. I love that, man. Dude, that's 33 yards a game, if my math is correct. And and like you said, if he just hits one bomb a game, that, that'll easily clear the number. I think you nailed it, man. It's just staying healthy with that guy. As long as Oni can stay healthy, that will be a pretty easy over. And so when we get off this call, literally, I'm going to go place that same bet, and I will send you a present after the season is over once it hits. Your your presence is, is the only present I need you know that um let's move on to the nfc so have to talk about chicago nfc north right now it's the lions and then the vikings after that green bay actually in chicago um tied for odds at plus 400 which is a bit surprising to me um in the nfc east it's the eagles division to lose i'm gonna fade 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 dallas for as long as i can uh with mike mccarthy running the show there uh, but you have Washington plus 1,600 to win that division, which is, um, other than the Cardinals, that's the longest odds on the board right now at DraftKings for a divisional winner. 
NFC South, it's the Saints, followed by the Falcons, Panthers coming in after that, uh, and Tampa Bay, plus 800. And then the NFC West, which I find to be a much more open division than I think a lot of people anticipate. I'm I'm certainly not sold on the 49ers as heavy favorites in that division because we're still not sure what Brock Purdy is going to look like, what that injury status is. I think Geno's set to have a very good year. And I think the Rams, if Matthew Stafford is healthy, if I can even get him right now at 10 to 1, I know the defense is not the same as he was from a couple years ago, but there's still plenty of weapons on the offensive side. And I still buy into Sean McVay being a pretty damn good coach. I, I'm not ready to look at the Rams and say they're absolute toast in that division. I think of all the different long shot division plays, LA might be my favorite, but what about for you? Yeah, I, I like that number a lot, man. You especially with they still have the talent. All the they pulled the Ryan Pace with actual execution where they, they kicked the can down the line, but they got true studs. Right. And they still have blue chip players on that roster. So ten to one, like you said. The Niners, hey, they've proven that they can do their thing, but there's still a huge discussion and question marks with their quarterback right now. And the Seahawks, I do like what they're building there, but you never know, man. They can be a one-hit wonder, right? And so 10-1, to 1, that looks good to me. Um, I, I do like the Falcons this year, man. I'm pretty high on Atlanta. I think they added a lot of talent. They were in a lot of football games last year. And Taylor Heineke is the man, man. If he gets a chance to play, right, if if their quarterback goes down, I, I think he will steady the ship. Might be the best, one of the best backups in the league right now. And so, to me, I think that's that's a kind of undervalued squad. And I like the Falcons, man. And so, you can get them probably. I was shopping around a little bit. I have not placed a bet on them, but they were plus 250 to win the division. Camaro's going to be out, right? He got suspended. And so, to me, that division's a toss-up, complete toss-up. So, at plus 250, it's worth taking a stab on the Falcons there. And I like their team total over. It was it was eight and a half is what it was set to. And so, I can see them winning nine or ten games this year. So, those are two kind of plays I like on the Falcons this season. Yeah, the, the Falcons are interesting because I, I think from a defensive perspective, they've improved a lot. They spent a, hand, they spent a decent amount of money. Um, and they're actually pretty close. Like, if you want to find another alternative option for the Falcons besides the division, you can consider them uh, as an option to make the playoffs at, at plus odds as well. Uh, seeing them at plus one ten, if you think they sneak in as a wild card. So it, Atlanta's Atlanta, I feel is like a team that could either win four games or sneak up on somebody and win ten or eleven. Like it, yeah. it's kind of hard to gauge what their ceiling is, but if the the quarterback play is strong. Um, they, they, I think have arguably the most amount of talent as anybody. And then the saints are interesting too. Like if you buy into the defense, having a bounce back year, cause I, I expected them to come into 2023 or excuse me, 2022 as a top 10 defense. And they, they went the bad man. They, they really struggled. They did not generate any pressure in the run. And that was a division that was very much up for grabs. So, I think especially now there there is a golden opportunity there for a team like Atlanta. As far as other futures are concerned, whether it be individual player props, um, whether it be well, you know what? Let's let let's get into that in a second because I, I keep teasing this this idea about the MVP. So uh, you guys posted a story over at Fox Sports earlier today, and for anybody that's, that's checking out this episode, this was uh, out on August eighth. Um, 
the the number one most bet when it comes to tickets, not necessarily handle, but the most bet MVP candidate over at points bet right now is none other than Justin friggin' Fields. Now, for you and I both as Bears fans, that, that can get us hyped up, but then again, it's like, oh God, the public is going to just mush the hell out of this. Why? I, obviously, there, there's DJ Moore and a second year in the offense and a expected step in the right direction and improve offensive line. But were A, were you surprised that Fields is the guy kind of generating all this love right now? And, and B, do you, do you buy into it? Don't buy into it, man. I'm a Bears fan. We we haven't had a 4,000-yard passer our entire life. We've seen the graphic on every Bears-Packer primetime game where they highlight all 30-plus quarterbacks that we've had, me and you have had in our lifetime. So, again, I'm high on Justin Fields. I think he's going to take the next step this season. But MVP is just uh, too far of a leap for me to make, man. And so, but again... You know, people buy into the hype. They love long shots. And he was at, I think one of the reasons people were taking a stab was he was at plus 3,000 when the odds came out, right? And so, of course, now he's at plus 1,500, eighth on a lot of lists. He's in the eight to 10 range, depending what book you're looking at. But that probably had something to do with it too, right? There, The DJ Moore trade, like you said, continuity in the offense. They built in the offensive line. They invested in that finally in the draft. And so... They have some weapons. They love, you know, he had a record-breaking year on the ground last year. And so in their minds, 30 to 1, throw some money down, have some fun. Bears have a huge fan base as is. It, it makes a lot of logical sense, right? But uh, not a bet I will personally be playing. And, and again, I, I do like what the Bears are building. I think they're on the right track. I still think we're a year away from being actual contenders, but... If they can have a year like the Lions had last year, where they're in every single game, they're kind of in the hunt when you have those last couple weeks and the playoff graphics that come up on the screen, that and Justin Fields proves that he's our quarterback of the future. To me, that's a good football season. Next year, we'll have all our picks, a lot of money. We can invest in blue chip players and really turn into a real contender. And we'll have the Panthers pick, right? So if Bryce Young starts off slow or they struggle, we could have a top five pick, hopefully. And whether that entails us taking Caleb Williams or going for a quarterback or trading it to bring in more blue chip players, I think we're sitting in a good position. So as long as Justin proves that he can be the person that we want him to be, whether kind of the next step leader that everyone's depending on him to be, I, I think we're in a really good spot. So again, I like what they're building. I think the number is right, seven and a half. To me, just going through their schedule, I have them seven, eight wins, and that that's almost being a homer some games. And so so we'll see. To me, it's a tough schedule, but it should be a fun year. That's what I'm looking forward to. If we can just identify some studs from the draft, make sure that we're heading in the right direction, I, I do think it should be a fun season for Bears fans. Yeah, which Bears fans have been looking for fun for forever when it comes yeah. to the offense. Like, the, the day will one day come, Vic, where we're no longer talking about getting off the bus running. We're no longer talking about bare weather. Um, you know, when this eventual stadium in, in Arlington Heights happens and they're able to 
put a dome on it, which would be just I I would love it. I don't know how the the Chicago meatball and you would would feel about that, but um, give give me bear bear weather can be outside of the facilities. I want to be that that would get me to to come back to Chicago and and see a game. Yeah, I mean, listen, man, Soldier Field. Let's be honest; it's logistically a nightmare, and it. It sucks. Like we, uh, you know, now that we've seen all of these other nice stadiums around the world and across the NFL, we are nowhere where we need to be in regards to having a stadium, having the fans. Like by the time you drink or eat anywhere and get to your seat, it takes an hour and you lose your buzz. It, it's impossible <laughs> to have a fun time, like getting there and getting right. Now, if Arlington Heights or wherever they end up building this thing, if they have an entire world with bars, restaurants, it's like Lambo or any of these other new stadium built, it's going to be truly amazing, man. And it's going to be awesome for fans. We're going to get like the final four. We're going to get a Super Bowl as soon as this happens. And so for me, I'm all in. I'm, I'm hoping that they leave Soldier Field. Of course, I'll miss the nostalgia because we've been going there since we were kids and we'll miss the Green Bay Sox chance walking through those tunnels, right? But Again, to me, it's a no-brainer, man. They're going to make more money as a team. They're going to put out a better product, and it's going to be much, much better for fans. So I, I am counting the days until we can leave Soldier Field. All right, we got just a, a few more minutes left. Uh, Vic Choksi is with us here on Benny and the Bets. On the other side, we're going to find out his favorite props ahead of the season, um, as well as anything else that uh, he's cooking up for uh, all of us over at, at Fox Sports to, to be able to check out. Um, this is Benny the Bets presented by our good friends over at PXG. Take one final break. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. All right, Vic, before I let you go, I know we talked a lot of different props. We talked a lot of different plays ahead of the season. What am I missing off of uh, off of your card heading into the start of the year? And also... Are, are you a bet the preseason guy or do you just like to wait until the regular season finally kicks off and, and is underway? I, I wait. Golf has helped me kind of be less of a degenerate when it comes to preseason NFL football because I get my fix in because I was just throwing away money. And so I am waiting till week one to kind of get on game to game action, if that makes sense. But I mean, if there's a live bet and I'm watching the game and having some fun, I'm throwing some pizza money down. But usually I'm not betting on preseason football anymore. That's for sure. It's rough. It is It is rough, especially some of those early games and some of those low totals. Although, um, you might as well just money line the, the Ravens every yeah. game, right? Was five years in a row the Ravens have gone 4-0 in the preseason and just let it ride? They've won their last 23. We actually did this an article on this today. They've won their last 23 games. And so it's, uh, yeah, it's just been a cash cow. It's kind of like Scotty Scheffler finishing in the top 10 in, in golf events this year, right? And so I it will be fun to watch. Like, I, I'm definitely going to watch that game. It's it's on Saturday. And so are you, are you throwing some money out on the Ravens or no? I... I feel like everybody is going to, and, and that's going to make me want to fade them. And that's just going to be my demise. You know, it's like, it's like betting on the chiefs to, to, to lose a game. They're what 15 and two is favorites last year, straight up. Like just learn your lesson. 
respect the book and uh and and be able to to go on from there i should mention by the way that if you want to follow any of vic's work please do give him a follow on the tweet machine or the x machine whatever people are calling that that silly app these days he's at doc squad d-o-c-k squad 33 you can check him out there also make sure you guys are checking out all the awesome work over at fox sports as well this is a blast man Always love the opportunity to catch up with you. I know that we are both long overdue to uh, get out on the golf course together. Um, and you know what you should do since we were talking about the, um, you know, the, the crappy stadium in Chicago is you should get out here to Kansas City for week three. Uh, come see our beloved Bears. Uh, hopefully make it close uh, in week three against Kansas City. And uh, you, you always got a place to stay and, uh, and beers and barbecue on us. Thank you. I appreciate it. Kansas City is one of my favorite places to visit, man. Best food, nicest people, and uh, awesome football. So I will try to come. Tickets are steep right now, as you know. And so that's the only thing holding me back. But I will try to make it there in week three, man. But I appreciate you having me on. One quick bet. If you don't think Hamlin wins comeback player of the year, Russell Wilson is at, at plus 2,500. And so... If he has a good year, but Hamlin might get the sentimental award. But I, I don't know. That's one bet that I took an early stab on because we were talking about Russell Wilson a little bit. Yeah, I, I like that one. I was also eyeing Calvin Ridley as yeah. well. He's um, looking unreal. In our, our, uh, our, our mutual friend, Reed Wallach, uh, over at Bennett, yeah. is going to be on with us, I believe, next week to preview the college season. I think he got on Ridley at an absurd number for offensive player of the year. So there's there's some good juju coming in for for Ridley. The question is whether or not the NFL will let him win an award uh, after being suspended for a year for for betting. But listen, that that's a degenerate pick. You you gotta you gotta lean in with it. I do. I'd like it. We should put money on him just for that. Okay, done. That, that's a done deal. Vic, you're the best man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us, and uh, we will absolutely do this again soon. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.